Hi, I'm Larry Miller, but in a way, aren't we all? And this week on This Week with Larry Miller, you can hear this. I want you to eat wings that were just right at the line where, okay, now it's getting stupid. Right at that line and where there are still four categories above that where it gets to the really lunatic hot wings. And not just hot, flavorful. I'm not talking about dipping the wing in something that's it's just that the wing itself is really full of flavor, is really tender, is really juicy, and is just holy mackerel hot. Tune in at LarryMillerPodcast.com and you can listen for free through iTunes or the new Adam Carolla app. We'll see you here. You're listening to the Ace Broadcasting Network. Okay, welcome podcasters. What the first part of our show, which is the music part, what we're calling a music history. And we worked our way up from the beginning of uh, black church, uh, right around the Civil War area, and through the riverboats and through the beginning of blues. And we're um, just kind of going through this quickly. Um, and that jazz began to grow, began to grow up. Um, it had a great heart. Uh, was a great release for the great frustration the blacks were going through. Um, but it didn't have a big much of a head yet. It didn't have much of an intellect. And that, this is coming in this period now, where more uh, complex harmonies begin to come in. We call this coming into the period where European harmony meets the early uh, jazz. Uh, 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 period. Okay, so we're moving on. Um, I'm going to do something now in the in the 30s. Um, a, a George Gershwin. We've done quite a few things over the past by him. He was really in everything, but he was very much into studying um, of, um, music at a at a deep level. But he loved jazz too. So we're going to do one thing called. I'm going to start off called a summertime from the Broadway show Porky and Bess in 1935. And then we're going to move on to, um, um, again, staying on the Broadway. From Broadway came some great, great music that jazz loved and kind of borrowed. Um, the second one is, again, Bells Are Ringing uh, on Broadway, Just In Time. That'll be our second one. And the lyrics by Betty Comden and Adolph Green, wonderful lyricists. And um, Joel Stein, Joey Stein, did the music. But let's start off with Gershwin and Summertime. Welcome to Life Lessons with Jim Carolla and Ray Oldhofer.
Welcome, podcasters. Um, um, Ray's not with us yet. We hope he'll be with us shortly. He had a little kind of fender bender on the way up. He's not hurt or anything, but he's kind of tied up and getting that cleared up. So we're hoping that maybe he'll come mid-session or sometime, but he's, uh, he's, he's, he's had trouble with that. That's why he's not here right now. Okay, so I'll do it alone until he comes. So let me let us get ready about uh, a little preparation um, about what we've been talking about. A um, little review, where we've covered quite a bit in our podcast related to Buddhism and uh, Zen and med- Zen and Zen meditation, and um, and mindfulness has been an important one. So we've um, we've explored just the surface of some major traditions, and we're trying to see if it's possible to um, take a little from different traditions, like we'll have an integral approach, borrow from different areas, see where they all meet, where they all kind of um, may have one idea about it, said in slightly different ways, and see if we can bring that information up so we can share it with you. So a couple of weeks ago, we started with kind of a Christianity, since we've never touched anything about Christianity or Judaism, Judaism. Um, and we started off with Paul, St. Paul, who lived at the same period of, that Jesus lived in, and he was a, a Jew that was, um, worked, worked at the temple, and uh, his, his job was to bring in Jews that, um, that went over to Christianity, though in those days wasn't called Christianity, and um, he went to bring them back to um, to the temple again, so he was kind of a on a um, a trek to, and he did it strong armed them. In other words, uh, uh, he forced them that he would they would have to come back. So anyway, eventually he had an insight um, on the way to ways to Damascus, and he decided and he saw what he, what he was doing was wrong, and he began to use that same zeal only for Christianity. So he's kind of an interesting guy. Um, and we thought we'd touch on a couple of things by him. Two of the things that kind of stand out, he's, and he spoke many, many, because he started Christianity along the Mediterranean Sea, um, Corinthians and uh, those different kinds of towns. Um, he started to set up meetings and so on, and eventually they became churches, almost like parishes, it was the beginning of Catholicism. And he kept uh, a lot of his writings or letters he wrote to those different and letters he's received. And that's part of the gospel that Paul makes up of the New Testament. Anyway, so that's Paul, just to give you that little background. And um, so he used the word flesh. Flesh being, and we're going to try to understand what he meant by that, um, Flesh was more the conditioned eye, the eye that went through human development, um, psychosexual development of um, Freud and um, can't think of the other. Uh, uh, Erickson, Erickson, Erickson was a very good development, psychoanalytical development, 
where the human begins in infancy and goes up all the different stages. Um, and a conditioned eye, an eye is that's being conditioned by whatever that, um, uh, that um, however that went in, in, um, in psychosexual development. So it's, um, and that eye has to do also with whatever culture it came from, um, whatever the, whoever the parents were. So there were a lot of, almost like under the law of accident as far as how one ends up because um, one's exposed us to different kinds of things. Um, and we call that the condition eye. So that's kind of what Paul, um, and it has deep fear of being nothing. It's, it's, it's kind of not grounded well. It's afraid of, of, of not having enough security, power, possessions. It's a thin-skinned and easily wounded, always eager to be recognized, easily discouraged, rebellious against others, full of self-pity, almost in constant fear, rebellious against others. Um, so it's a very vulnerable uh, eye that's been um, worked over during the developmental times. My, it's usually emotionally, uh, the emotional state is usually negative, um, has a lot of defenses in it, always reacting to people and events from its own selfish, ego-centered point of view. So it's an eye that has very much of me, 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 survival eye. So I think that's what Paul called um, called the flesh. In psychology, they might call that the false false eye, the false self, self that's been um, um, has deficits and shortcomings um, during development. So as an adult, um, it comes up um, with, with difficulties and problems. And its grounding isn't as good. It's not centered in itself, in its true self, but it's certainly uh, having to survive uh, and live. It's almost it's the, eager, the ego-centered point of view of life, but what we'll call that self. And the, the, the way of ego is splitting and um, non-recognition and various kinds of psychological properties of ego, um, domination, control, use of intellectualism, um, realization as um, rationalization, defenses is a main thing because it has to cover it up, a, a sharp distinction between itself and the world. And a lot of times that's called the egotist, egotistical self. All right, so that's the self I think Paul was, was, uh, was talking about. Um, and he said against the flesh. And uh, I'm sorry, that's the flesh. He said, and the other was spirit. And um, um, spirit one's a more difficult to define, but it's... Um, it's um, one thing is that it has force behind it. It's like of a, it's another level than the flesh self. It's kind of more higher developed uh, than the than the flesh. Um, 
So I'm going to say a little bit about that. And we're born spiritually blind from this first kind of self. There are two natures. The first nature being the flesh self or the false self, as we say in psychology. And that self we're born spiritually blind and must struggle for a new kind of seeing. It's going to be hard in that first self um, to really begin to see or to see in a way that would be a new kind of work um, to, to, to go down the road of higher, higher consciousness. Um, so freedom is possible only when a person is intentionally and rightly ordered. See, with, with problems in development that were not rightly ordered, so that the lower nature part of ourselves has pretty much control of everything. So eventually, flesh must, um, for anywhere higher development, uh, flesh and spirit um, need to begin to come together. It's a unification of those two, flesh and spirit. So we're on a journey um, to search out the obstacles that block the higher for higher development where flesh can be prepared enough um, to handle this, this, next, this next level. So to do that, we must understand the state we are now in, body, mind, and emotions. I'm always uh, confronted by the force of my automatic my mechanical life of um, the flesh, the first nature, and my emotional reactivity. So all those things are quite strong. So the deficits lead to bodily defenses, tactics like contracting, turning inward, bodily armorings. We tense up and we can get um, tightnesses in our throats and stomach. Uh, we, we contract. Um, Fears and anxiety, shallow breathing, distorted thought processes, um, um, trying to to make up where where it went wrong, very early in our life. Um, so I'm doing just a little review of that, so you can understand the idea of flesh, and flesh coming up against search for um, for higher consciousness. So to do that, you can see there's really work to be done. Because the state that we're in could be quite off-center for us. So at first, there must be a prolonged, often tedious and painful period of preparation and purification of the whole being, the whole psychosomatic complex, till it is ready and fit for an opening to a greater truth um, and a higher influence. Okay, so last week, uh, I gave kind of a little summary so that we can move on um, to something new this week. So here's a summary of it. 
Spirit is the crown of universal existence. It's the higher energy. It's the energy we call we say high test in gas or um, in fuel. It's a higher fuel. Um, it's, and matter is its basis. So as it reaches into human life, matter comes in the form of matter that has to filter in through the psychosec- psycho- uh, psychosomatic complex of humanity. Mind is the link between the two. So we have the spirit, we have the flesh, and mind is the link between the two. And today, whatever time I'm going to have to do that, um, I'm going to try to talk about that bridge. So spirit is that which is eternal. Mind and matter are its workings. So that, that eternal energy has to work through our bodies. Spirit is that which is concealed and has to be revealed. We don't see it. Um, uh, it's a substance that's beyond um, our sensual being to see. Spirit is the image of what could be higher. It's the yoga. It's the mind and the body are the means. So something must come together for us, and I'm calling yoga. Yoga, we all heard of that. Sometime we'll do something on yoga. But it's, um, there has to be a unification of mind and body so that we're prepared for this next level. In the meantime, all of nature is an attempt to pro- at a prog- uh, progressive um, revelation of this hey, Jim. Uh, higher level. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. We have a special guest coming in. All right. Good. Okay, folks. Ray has arrived. Um, so we'll continue with Ray. Did you say podcasters yet? Yeah. All right, good. Said podcasters. I'm just... Um, is giving a we're all very we're all very glad to see that you're here safely, Ray. Yeah. Sorry about your morning, but we all love you. Right. I just got hit. Yeah, Ray. You want to say a little something about what you just been through? Or? Yeah, I got um, hit in the side, a car accident. It's weird how that stuff gets you running, man. But um, older Tagal Filipino lady. Just double lane going onto the freeway. She decided to use all of them and rammed right in my side. Oh. But um, no worse for wear. Oh. Anyway, she goes, I was trying to turn. She kept saying I was trying to turn. No shit. <laughs> and I took pictures. I mean, she just, it wasn't blatant, but she crossed over. I mean, it is blatant because it's over the line and she used, you know, two lanes and it's double lane to turn on. And then, ah. So you're in a state, you know, of some shock. I'm fucking livid. <laughs> but, yeah, a little shock, yeah. I mean, it's, it really gets you going. I mean, she called the police. I go, why are you calling the police? Are you okay? She goes, yeah. She goes, I'm nervous, I'm nervous. I go, you know, it's your fault. She goes, yeah, it's my fault. And then she, then she just turned the story around and goes, I was trying to turn. I go, lady, I got pictures. You know, let's just call it what it is. <laughs> You know, and then exchange of information, da 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 da. Me looking at the clock, going, "Okay, Jim's there." Okay. Then 
calling the insurance company and you're speaking to someone who, you know, English is a second language. Um, sir, who's the registered owner of the vehicle that you hit? Uh, how am I supposed to know? <laughs> really? You're asking me that question? I mean, have you, it was really kind of bizarre. I, uh... Anyway, you've been, you've been through a lot and trying to get in the mode of where we are today. Um, and I need to to leave uh, uh, about 10 minutes or so. You're out of here? Um, yeah, I have a rehab appointment. Um, but anyway, let's get as, as much as we can do. Let's, let's switch to the, to the phone lines. We got some calls? Yeah. 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 This is Ivy on line one, Ivy Scribner, who uh, has written us before. Oh, yeah. Ivy. Hello, how are you? Hi, Ivy. Hi, Ivy. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Okay. Um, I'm calling because I heard the podcast a couple of weeks ago, and you mentioned an email that I sent, and you, I guess, yeah. wanted more information about some of the dreams that I had sent in. I was calling to see what I could help you with, so you could help me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now, the, um, now, I don't, I don't recall just what the dream was. But the first thing about, I think about dreams, you know, dreams is a matter of interpretations. It's an area that I've had some study in. But one of the first things about dream is, what, what does it mean, what does it mean to the dreamer? What does it mean to you? When you woke up, how are you feeling? Um, terrified, actually. So you were terrified by the dream. Yes. Um, and the terror in the dream, and what, what, and what was it? Was it was falling? Was it being afraid of something? Was it? Um, Ivy, give a short synopsis here. of what your dream is. Okay. Let, I had, let her do it. The that I sent in had two in it. Um, both were pretty benign, and neither were either exciting. But the first one was, I'm chewing gum. A piece of gum keeps getting way too big. So I keep spitting it out, and it keeps getting bigger and bigger. Oh, yeah. And then I wake up in a panic because I can't throw it out. It's then the other one is I have a dream where I have a loose tooth, and then my teeth all start falling out one by one. Mm. Either one, and both of them, actually, when I wake up, I'm absolutely terrified, like cold sweat, heart racing, mm-hmm. hysterical. And they just seem like such um, simple things. I don't understand. The fact that I wake up that scared is what... Mm-hmm. And both with the mouth. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you know, so you, it was like there was like a panic in your dream, yeah. overwhelmed by it. So you, you might see just for yourself, what's overwhelming in my life? You don't have to mention it here, if, but um, if, you, if you don't want to. Um, but in some way, I'm finding life a little overwhelming. Um, something like that. Does that make any sense? Uh, yes, it does, because actually I started having both of those dreams after my daughter was born. Oh, okay. And are, are you married? A lot of sense. Um, not anymore, no. Oh, not anymore. So you have one child? Yes. Okay. So after your daughter was born, you began to feel this. And did the dreams begin then? That's the first time I can remember having them, yeah. Okay. So this overwhelmness, that's something for you to work with. Now to begin to realize this, this message from underground is telling me at least one way to think about it, um, is that I'm 
I'm, generally in my life I'm feeling overwhelmed. And maybe what kind of help could I get with that? This overwhelming, what, what road could I take for some form of help? Ivy, is it, on, is it on a loop, your dream? Do you have it quite often? No, I don't. I, don't have, I, actually, I haven't had them in quite a while, so hopefully I won't. But no, I have them maybe once or both of them, maybe once or twice a year. Mm. Sometimes more, depending on how hectic things are, I guess, now that I've heard that interpretation. But Did that help you out at all? It did a little bit, yeah. Um, I appreciate that, thank you, because the fact that they both aren't really exciting and I wake up so scared was a little overwhelming, I guess. Hmm. Are you able to function? Are you working or are you able to function in the world well? Yeah. Okay. And how old is your child now? She is 13. How old? 13. Oh, 13. Oh, she's a teenager. Okay. Um, so you have things where she must, she must be in school? Yes. And you're working that. So you work all day? Yes, I do. And you pick her up after at school? She okay. an after-school program, and then I pick her up after there. Hmm? Okay. So, in the relationship with her, how is that going okay? Yes, yeah, very good. Oh, it's very good. He's an easy kid so far and pretty lucky. So, mm -hmm. hopefully that'll continue. So, well, I was thinking, mm -hmm. like when I heard you speak, Ivy, I was thinking, okay, newborn kind of thing. Is that what you were thinking, Jim? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I then to hear that she's 13, something else is going on. <laughs> or maybe that's my interpretation. Ivy, you got anything to say for yourself? Uh, well, I really, I mean, just the usual doing, taking on everything by myself, because it's just the two of us. All the responsibility of everything that has to be done does fall on me, so that sometimes can't be overwhelming. Have you I been in relationship since, um, the, the, you know, you're saying your husband, you, did you divorce? Okay, so well, for 13 years now, we have that's a long period. Um, so a lot of what happened. Uh, were you uh, were you dating, and is that, is that part of your life? Did that how was that? I was dating someone for a very long time, but I have been single for about the past year and a half. Mm. And the relationship that I was in was not the best relationship. Mm -hmm. So there, there, there are problems there that are more than might meet the eye just in a surface talk with us. Uh, have you been in the, ever been in psychotherapy? No, I have not. I've thought about it a few times, but I have not actually. Right. You know, because there's, there's probably things bothering you since that birth of the child and 13 years later and what you've been through and dating or a relationship that, Sounds like it didn't work. So there's things that are there that are not fully out. Maybe that's nothing you can talk about here. But um, it sounds like you, you need some help with some counseling. Okay. The really, okay. Go ahead. And to really, um, really sit down and say, like, you know, there's probably more to this than I'm, than I'm able to say right now. And there's some help I might really need. Um, okay. So that, that would be the thought, to, to get some kind of counseling. No shame in that either, Ivy. I mean, it's... Oh, well, I know. Um, I what don't what stops you from I've going? Um, timing, actually, because with it just being the two of us doing, me doing everything on my own, it's hard to sit 
um, time to go into my work schedule, my daughter's school schedule, all of her activities, and all of the et cetera. Well, you know, you'll That's, you'll probably start off by yourself, and then um, you know it's going to wind up you and your daughter are going to go also, right? I had not thought of that yet. No, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> Maybe I mean I don't. I mean, listen, I'm not a therapist, but I go to one. I, He's sitting to my left. But you have practical experience, so you know your input is just as important. Um, you see, the, what you're saying about um, we can't work it out time-wise. I don't think that's the real reason. So that's the first I knew, thing. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. So in other words, work that out. And she says, the thing I've used is not really the real reason. So I wonder what the real reason is that's delaying this. I mean, that's something you can think for yourself. Um, in fact, I'm going to be leaving in just a moment. So I'm, um, I'm going to go to the next caller. Um, thanks, Ivy. Yeah, thanks, Ivy. Thank and call, call back again if, when you think about this and think about what's, what's stopping me from really going to therapy. Okay. okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Hey, Jim, you know what? Also, um, you know what else can help you with uh, getting your stuff straight? Amazon. Ah. Hey, you guys, this is Ray with Life Lessons with Jim Carolla. And this is a plea, because business is business, and our business isn't doing so well. So please help us out. You got that? And I'm not kidding. Help us out. So go to Life Lessons website and click through the Amazon banner and help us. Come on. Now that's a plea, and it's a good one. Do so. Thanks. Okay. Um, now I'm going to need to go. So what time is it? Well, we've been on about oh, 26 minutes. Okay. Um, okay, so we had kind of an odd one today with uh, Ray being stuck um, in an automobile accident. And he, he's here and he's looking good. So he wasn't hurt or anything, but we were concerned. And But he's saying he's okay. All right, so well, I'm gonna, I, need to, I need to leave now. And the show is, yeah, just about over anyway. So we'll continue and... Um, and uh, remember, last week, I mean, not last week, this week, um, uh, the idea that spirit is the crown and matter is its basis. So that spirit, and we put together spirit and flesh. And um, so for you hearing that, if you can follow that, we'll continue to make that more clear as we go on next week. And we're having callers now, too. So if you want to call in, we'll have a certain time here that we could, Gary could let you, could let you know that. Um, and I appreciate the calls. Yeah, we really do. Thank you, Ivy. Watch, watch uh, Twitter and Facebook for times to call. Okay. So, all right, so good to see you. Good to see you. I'm glad you're there and listening, and we'll pick this up next week. Take care, podcasters. Bye. Reach the show on Twitter at LLWJC or email us at Jim Carolla at AdamCarolla.com.
listening to the Ace Broadcasting Network.